everyone remain calm. episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we've got some news and a great trip to Site B with Jennifer Tarek, where we chat about the most pivotal scene throughout the series. Now, we're going to go film by film and give you our most impactful scenes. There's so many to choose from, so think of your list and listen along with us. Now, this is all recorded and edited before the trip out to the exhibition this weekend for the big community event, so I don't have anything to report just yet, but stay tuned to the next episode for more information on that experience. Don't forget we have a special promo code available to listeners of the podcast to use for Jurassic World The Exhibition. Head to fi.edu or call the museum at 215-448-1200 to purchase tickets and use the code JWG. E-N-E-R to get $5 off daytime adult admission tickets to Jurassic World The Exhibition. Now this is limit to four tickets per person. It does include general admission to the Franklin Institute, but it cannot be combined with any other offer or discount. Upgrades are available on site for the IMAX and 3D theaters. It is redeemable online, over the phone, or at the ticketing desk. Now processing fees do apply when ordering your tickets in advance. It does exclude holidays, but it is valid through 4-19-17. Now, we are coming up on the end here, so make sure to get out there. Use this promo code before April 19th, 2017. Again, the promo code is J-W-G-E-N-E-R. Use it and let us know when you do. We've got another great episode for you this week, so let's get things started off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of research. Access rate program. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, my head being right all the time. Today, I guarantee it. This past week, Derek Davis of Jurassic Time released a video showcasing the scrapped scene in Jurassic Park featuring the Tyrannosaurus Rex at the lagoon. The storyboards featuring the infamous lagoon scene from the novel were won by Derek during the Phil Tippett auction. So you know what, these storyboards are the real deal. He put together an awesome video sequencing the events as if they were part of the film. Now, if you read the novel, then you know how tense of a sequence it is. And these storyboards certainly show the horror that could have been part of that scene. I'll make sure to include the video in our show notes for you to check it out and uh, give it a watch, comment on our show notes, and let us know whether or not you would have liked to have seen this in the film. It's certainly an interesting scene, and personally, I would have loved to have seen a version of it in the film. For now, let's thank Derek for the awesome gift and make sure to visit his website, JurassicTime.Trescom.org. <laughs> Let's take this week to remember Bob Peck, Robert Muldoon from Jurassic Park. We lost him back in 1999 on April 4th. What an incredible actor during his time, and I certainly still get sad watching Jurassic Park knowing he is no longer with us. So like I said, let's take this week to remember the amazing actor and his legacy in Jurassic Park. They should all be destroyed. <laughs> Robert, Robert Muldoon, my game warden from Kenya. Bit of an alarmist, I'm afraid, but knows more about raptors than anyone. What kind of metabolism do they have? What's their growth rate? They're lethal at eight months, and I do mean lethal. I've hunted most things that can hunt you, but the way these things move... As fast for a bypass? Cheetah speed. 50, 60 miles per hour if they ever got out in the open. And they're astonishing jumpers. Yes, 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 yes. So that's why we're taking extreme precautions. The viewing area... Do they show intelligence? With the brain cavity showing extreme intelligence, even problem-solving intelligence, especially the big one. We bred eight originally, but when she came in, she took over the pride and killed all but two of the others. That one. 
When she looks at you, you can see she's working things out. That's why we have to feed them like this. She had them all attacking the fences when the feeders came. The fences are electrified, though, right? That's right, but they never attack the same place twice. They were testing the fences for weaknesses systematically. They remember. The closest you will ever come to living dinosaurs. Jurassic World, the exhibition. Now in its final weeks at the Franklin Institute, based on one of the biggest blockbusters in cinema history. Don't miss this awe-inspiring event for the whole family. Only at the Franklin Institute. For tickets, visit fi.edu. And remember, if something chases you, run. Thank God for Site B. Site B? Yes, Site B. No force on earth or heaven could get me on that island. Site B, don't worry. I'm not making the same uh, mistakes again. I know. Okay, so there's another island with dinosaurs. No yes, fence. Site B. And you want to send people in? Yes. A very few people. Yes. It's not a research expedition anymore. It's a rescue operation. It's leaving right now. You this cannot land on this island. This is Isla Sorna. Site B. Yes. Uh, we're on Isla Sorna, and we need to find... We need to talk to the boat. Site B. No, the lady. Enough. Wrong frequency. Today, I'm here on the beautiful island of Isla Sorna, and uh, it's Site B for all of you. This is a Site B segment, and I'm joined by Jennifer Tarek, and uh, we're going to talk about the most impactful scenes, the most pivotal scenes in the franchise throughout all four movies. I think I'm going to do one per movie. So, uh, Jen, how are you doing? I am wonderful. I'm so happy to be here. You got you got I your uh, pivotal scenes here? You ready? Yes, I got my scenes. I got my coffee. I'm ready to go. Yeah, and uh, you brought this this uh, segment up to me the other day, and uh, I thought, yeah, this is a great topic because there's a lot of scenes in these movies that really matter to the rest of the movie, to us as viewers, and uh, I think it makes a lot of sense to kind of break them down and see which ones are our favorites. Yeah, because I mean, when you're <coughs> when you're watching any <laughs> movie, really, you have those moments where you see a scene and it just shifts the whole film for you, mm-hmm. or you see it from a different perspective, or you're like, oh. That's the most important scene in the film because that's where the, the moral base was. That's where the theme was. That's where they were trying to get to. There's always one scene in every movie you think about it, I think, that really takes you to that place. And you're like, oh, that's the scene of the movie right there. And I think all the Jurassic films, uh, yeah, all the Jurassic films have something like that where it's a really, really re- well-written scene and it really tells you what the movie was and what the more moral statement of it was mm-hmm. so hope, we'll see if we match up on any because it's different it was cool because it's different for everybody i'm sure oh so yeah a wonderful match i think i think we might have some matches maybe some i kind of like i tried to be a little different think a little differently but i did want to hit those moments that um you know were impactful to me but also to the characters and, and to the movie itself it, it's kind of hard i was trying to you know, um, find that balance between myself and the movie itself. So uh, I think I did a decent job and I, I kind of like my picks and I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't choose any other scenes uh, to be the most impactful scenes. Well, so see, now you just kind of opened a whole new can of worms there. Cause then you can have one for each character, like their most pivotal moment, the overall movie's most pivotal moment and the one that spoke to you the most. But I, I think that I'm going to be, I'm going to go with the one that really like hit me the most personally that, uh, when watching it but i mean you really could go it from every perspective which is that's, really cool yeah that's a really good point i think sometime maybe in the future we'll have to uh break down well, we i mean look we, we're gonna have to do this for a long time there's there's gonna be multiple movies coming out we're gonna have to fill those gaps in between mm-hmm. those movies so i think that's gonna come down to us doing the most pivotal scene for uh you know i don't know for carter the, the motorcycle right you know like <laughs> We have one episode for each character. Yeah, every character. Like, this is their most important moment in life, and this, mo- <laughs> this moment. Yeah. Well, uh, let's, I guess, start at the beginning. Um, Jurassic Park, there's so much going on in that movie, and so many obviously great moments and great scenes. But for you, what's the, the most impactful scene? Well, see, here, here's where it can get caught up for probably some people when watching there's a lot of important scenes and a lot of valuable scenes and moments of clarity 
where you're where you really get caught up in the scene and you're like, wow, that's what this was about, or oh, that's so important. But the one scene for me that really defines the movie and everything that they're trying to do with it, and you really understand the character, and it, it's the flea circus is always my scene for Jurassic Park because <laughs> I mean. You, you get everything in that scene. You get Hammond's vision and you understand him because earlier in the movie, you're, you're like, oh, he's crazy or, oh, you either love him or you, or you don't like him or you don't really get it. But or you're thinking he's way overboard right now or ridiculously overboard. And then when we get to that and the music is soft and the lighting's down and it's just him talking about his dreams and his vision and his experience i mean that's his that's the movie right there that's why it was made that's why the park was made that's why the movie exists it's that scene and and ellie's questioning him and all this and he's like i wanted that he just wanted that he wanted the the um something that wasn't an illusion that's why he wanted that's why he was pushing the whole movie that's why he seems so eccentric throughout the whole movie because it comes to that basis and that's so strong for me that scene really is the movie it's everything the movie is based on, in my opinion. Love yeah. it. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to agree with you fully because that's the same scene that I picked. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of figured, you know, that was going to be your scene. And uh, I couldn't pick any other scene. I mean, like you said, there's so many great ones, so many pivotal scenes. But to me, this is the most impactful um, for me, for the character of John Hammond, um, for the realization of what this, what's going to happen to this park, I guess. Um, I love finding out where he came from as a, you know, an entrepreneur, you know, you find out he had this attraction, you know, from Scotland, uh, Petticoat Lane, and, you know, he's, he's got these fleas and, and he speaks so highly of this, this little attraction that he's running, um, how much he loved it and how much he wanted to inspire children, you know, with the awe and wonder of, you know, fleas. <laughs> so yeah. it, it sounds funny on the surface, but when you hear him saying it with so much emotion and he's kind of like just staring off into the distance and just like, you know, wistfully thinking of the past and how how great it was that that startup, you know, essentially where he he got his start. He's so sentimental. Um, and I think it, it really stems from his acting in that scene. You know, he is... Uh, you know, flawless. And obviously he's a great actor, you know, before Jurassic War, uh, Park, before, you know, this whole franchise. But for me, this scene is the is probably the best acted scene in any of those movies. Um, you know, all four movies, there's there's definitely some really great acting. But for me, I, I have to say this is the best acted scene, the most emotional scene, um, probably in any of the movies. So, that's why I picked it because it's really impactful to me, but also to John Hammond. And that's where he realizes that maybe he is wrong, you know, and, and Ellie kind of, you know, turns him around and you kind of see that flicker in his eye where he's like, Oh yeah, maybe I am a little delusional. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. So it's really interesting. I I love it. And, and I know this is going to be funny. I know uh, you just actually just talked about this on a Jurassic park minute the other day. So, uh, how did that conversation go? <laughs> Pretty much how this one's going. Well, it's funny because it actually didn't happen yet. So that's... The <laughs> I imagine it's going to go similar to this. It was the best conversation anybody has ever heard about the Flea Circus. Oh, yeah. It, it definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, th- th- I don't know when this is coming out yet. We've got a, a bunch of episodes lined up. So I just figured I'd throw that in there. But for me and for you, that seems to be the most impactful scene. And... Um, why don't we move on to to Lost World? I guess. What do you got for that? <laughs> okay, this is this is the point where the entire community disowns me, unfollows me, and blocks me and mm. hates me because I've never seen the Lost World all the way through. Oh my God, you're blocked. Blocked. I know. Let me, I'm, I'm let me grab my phone. I'm Hold on. Bringing up blacklisted. Twitter. Where's the block button? There it is. And you're there gone. you go. You're and gone. this conversation just ends like mm-hmm. mid And hanging gone. up. All right. See you later. This has been Site B. Thank you for listening and uh, enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> and the music plays. But um, I've I've never I've seen it enough in parts to kind of know what happens. But I've never I have no emotional attachment to even choose a scene because I've never seen it all the way through. Let me ask you a question. In, in order. Do you have a TV? <laughs> uh, if I say no, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
watch it. I think you'll like it. I think I have a feeling you'll like this movie. <laughs> I, tr- I mean, I've seen, like I said, I've seen, I think I've seen all of it in parts, in yeah, parts yeah. of my life. It's like Cinderella. I've never seen the uh, cartoon original Cinderella, but I've seen so many parts of it that I know what happened. And hanging up once again. Oh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do watch things, I think. <laughs> Look, you're too busy with, with BDH Network. It's un- oh, it's understandable. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah true i have no life i don't watch tv i don't watch anything well for the person who has not watched this movie fully through what what is your favorite or what is the most impactful scene in this movie um from what i remember from bits and pieces (laughs) um, (laughs) i remember the the glass when she's like ready to fall to the glass i don't know if that has anything important in it but i know she's about to fall to the glass dispense and then the pack like doesn't she like grab a backpack or something i, I, I like how your most impactful scene is one that you just you, you're not even sure about you're like isn't there <laughs> is there a, a trailer hanging i don't know is it hanging off a cliff? Is, i don't is know there, then, is is there glass i mean is there, is there dinosaurs in this movie could be a different that could be thinking of a different movie um, <laughs> but and then i know there's one part where they're in the grass <laughs> oh yeah there's definitely some grass in that movie yeah oh you got you you got it nailed it <laughs> Oh, and then there's a hurt dinosaur. Doesn't a dinosaur like hurt his foot? And then I so, feel so bad. And I can't yeah, he stubs. Yeah, he stubs his toe early on in the movie, and then they like Nick Van Owen, you know, is carrying him. Yeah, that's what I happened. can't even handle that. That's like a sad. That's like a sick puppy. I can't do it. And so <laughs> maybe that's why I've never seen it. I just can't handle a hurt dinosaur. I think that's it. Yeah. So there's that, and then there's that girl who kills a raptor jumping or something. Jumping, <laughs> yeah, she jumped. There was a really look. It was a really good jump. A lot of people don't like that jump, but it was good. I only know about the jump from other podcasts. So, so that's your best. That's it. your favorite scene is the jump. Uh, it can be. It can be. <laughs> it can can be. be. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the scenes that I even know, and then uh, I know Ian Malcolm's in it a lot. <laughs> No, he's actually no, he's not in the Lost World. Nope, not at all. I suck. Nope. Oh, oh wait, no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I know those kids. The kids from the first one are in the beginning. That's true. Yeah. Is that pivotal? They're no. You know what? They are the main characters of the Lost World. So what happens is they go to the island and they get lost, and then then Timmy does this awesome, you know, jump kick and he kills the raptor. Jumped. I mm-hmm. knew there was a kid. Yeah, jumping. that that was it. And then, and then, uh, 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 the Indominus Rex escapes and goes to San Diego. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. That's in this movie. It is. I, uh-huh. never, I never knew that was a Jurassic movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like Godzilla or something. It was just some other dinosaur like movie. Dino- yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess it is, huh? Oh my gosh, is this when they're on the boat and the T Rex escapes on the boat and eats people? <laughs> Is that this movie? It is this movie. I knew it. I knew I saw bits. I'm sure I've seen this whole thing in pieces. I just never knew it was this movie. Oh, my goodness. Okay, hold on. I'm having a revelation. Wait. You got so it. The T-Rex in the city when he's, like, running down the street and stuff, that's in this movie. It is. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So what's the most pivotal moment? I'm curious to hear your most pivotal moment. All right. Well, if mine, it's any of these. This mine's going to be way too serious after this fun. Like it's not even all right. So mine is um, it's the very end of the movie. It's it's honestly it's very close to that flea circus scene. And if you love that scene, you're gonna kick yourself for not watching the end of this movie, which you probably have. You just don't remember it. But it it's like the very end. They're they're taking the Rex back to the island, and they're uh, you got um, you got uh, Sarah Harding and you got Ian Malcolm sitting on the couch. Kelly's there. And she's awake, but they're both the other two are asleep, which is hilarious. I love that they're it's the you know the final scene in the movie, and they're asleep. Like, how often do you get a movie like that where the main characters are knocked out at the very end? But in Jurassic Park, in this yeah, in this. But um, it's great because you get this like newscast of the dinosaurs on the boat or dinosaur yeah both dinosaurs on the boat going back to the island, and they cut to you know a pre-recorded tape of of john hammond like an interview that they just did with him you know after the events of san diego and i feel like this is so impactful for me and for 
the character of John Hammond uh, overall because it's literally the last thing you hear of him or see of him in this franchise. So for me, it's super impactful to to remember and to know that like this is the last time we see him, you know, play that role. There's there's no other times. He's I mean, yes, you get the statue in Jurassic World, but he's not there. You know, he's he's gone. And um, it's really impactful because that speech that he gives at the end of the movie is incredible. And it's so, so emotional, sort of like the Flea Circus thing. But he's talking about, you know, preserving that island, creating, a, you know, biological preserve. And, you know, he ends it using Ian's quote. He kind of like throws it back and just says, like, life will find a way. And you get literally the best dinosaur sequence in any of the films, I think. You know, you get this like overall like sweeping shot of all the dinosaurs basically on on uh, Sorna, and um, yeah, it's amazing. And I think it's uh, like I said, it's it's right up there with the Flea Circus because of John Hammond. I think that's the connective thread there is he acts so well and he's so emotional that he really makes those scenes for me. I think I vaguely remember that. I, I have seen that before, but I. I... <laughs> Don't it didn't stick apparently as much as the glass and and the grass did, but um, <laughs> I do I do think I've seen that and I could I see your point though because that, that's mm-hmm. two scenes in a row and two movies in a row that he was the like focal point of mm-hmm. where yeah. the movie clicks, so that's interesting. And the thing is, I mean, impactful. We talk about how impactful it is to the the movie itself and to the characters. I think it's impactful to the franchise because it's like. Uh, you know, it's fully realized that people know about these dinosaurs and that they exist and, you know, the news is capturing it and they're take they're showing them go back to the island. It, and it's real at that point, you know, mm-hmm. you know, because aside from the people in San Diego that just witnessed all the, the rampage of the wrecks there, maybe maybe people in, you know, across the country in New York don't actually know what's going on until they turn on the news in the morning and they see this boat. And they're like, wait, what, what did I miss? What did I miss? They don't have Twitter back in 1997 to kind of like get them through that that event. But um, so it's interesting that people around the world are finding out about dinosaurs right at this moment. And I think it's really cool. Um, so, yeah, for me, that's that's my most impactful you know moment. That is cool. And that John Hammond's part of that mm-hmm. whole realization. And yeah. it's like his his flea circus right there being shown to the world. Oh, yeah, exactly. Amazing. Exactly. So um, let me ask you another question. Have you seen Jurassic Park 3? <laughs> yeah, I actually own Jurassic Park 3. I got it for <laughs> Christmas when I was little. <laughs> All right. So on VHS. 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 No, no, that's VHS. fine. That's fine. Um, do you have an Relic. impactful scene from this movie? Um, you know what? I thought about this in the shower today. That's what I was thinking about. <laughs> what impactful scene from Jurassic 3? That was a tough and- one. I know, yeah. I had to think pretty deep because I have a few favorite themes, believe it or not, I do. But they're not that impactful for the story. Like for what we're going for, they're really cool scenes and stuff, but they're not life-changing moments of, whoa, that everything that this movie is. But I guess the the thing I kind of, I guess I'm leaning towards is when um it's Billy and Alan are in the old, one of those old, this is a visitor center, some kind of old building lab maybe i don't know and he's he shows how he has the eggs and alan's like disowns him in that moment he's like i'm done with you i hate you for doing that you shouldn't have put us in danger and all this stuff and and i I think it's that moment i guess Mm -hmm. because it kind of goes from there and then he thinks billy dies it's kind of important to that character i guess to to alan that's a pivotal scene for him i guess because it kind of reverses his thoughts and then we come back and then he's alive and he, and he thinks he sacrifices himself and all this stuff. So I think that, I think that because he kind of feels guilty about yelling at him and mm-hmm. I'm going to go with that. Well, yeah. And also because like he yells at Billy and then, you know, Billy could be feeling guilty about himself. So what does he do? He tries to redeem himself by, you know, saving Eric, you know, with the, with the, mm-hmm. um, the glider pack. So he's, he's, he's really trying to change things, even though he just screwed up. He's trying to fix it by doing something heroic and uh, turning around the movie and, and really helping. Because if, if in that moment he didn't do anything and then Eric died on a plateau there, that would be a completely different movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'd be really messed up. I mean, you yeah. know, as, mu- as much as people don't like Eric and, and the Kirbys, that, that would be really messed up. A very anticlimactic. <laughs> then be like, oh, well, 
that's it. Okay. Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> we, have to, we have to end this movie right now because oh, we just now, killed off a kid. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that is a, I, I agree that is a really good one. Um, for me though, my most impactful moment starts way earlier in the movie, within the first few minutes. And uh, it's it's finding out that Grant and Ellie aren't together anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh, my heart! I was not. I was expecting you to say when he was in the um, auditorium and kind of speaking about mm-hmm. um, not wanting to go back and stuff yeah. like that. But well, okay. This one though, but like for me, uh, you know, as a as a viewer of this franchise, and you know, it's the first time that we return to these characters. They weren't in the Lost World, so the last we see of them is like. It looks like there's this family bond between, you know, him, Ellie, and the kids, and you kind of get this this vibe that they're, you know, they're gonna maybe try to start a family. So that's your feeling going into this movie, and and you you get to that point where you see uh, Grant playing with Charlie, and you know he's playing with the dinosaurs, trying to teach him about dinosaurs, and you know Ellie kind of walks up, she's holding the baby actually, and uh, and and she's like. I think Grant's teaching him like a little bit too violent stories about these dinosaurs because he's only three years old, I think. And she's like, let's wait till he's about five uh, to teach him that. So it kind of like kind of gives you that vibe of like, all right, let's wait till he's five, like sort of that they should wait together until he's five years old to teach him more. Um, so you kind of get this vibe that they're together and you see the baby and and then all of a sudden Mark comes out of nowhere off from you it's know on the so right cruel. and then gives Cruelty. a kiss and it's like hey honey and, and kisses ellie and you're like what what did i just what did Who i just watch you? what what is this <laughs> what movie is this i'm so lost because it just it didn't make sense you know after all that build-up of trying to um you know make him more kid-friendly and and, and be interested in a family dynamic they just trashed it and it was is very shocking, super impactful to me, but also to the characters themselves because, you, you know, uh, Doctor Grant's on a completely different tangent. He's he's on his own. He has no kids that we know of, at least them. And you know, his old bird Jack doesn't even know his name anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think that's actually impactful too because it it kind of sets the, the stage for, um, dinosaur communication. You know, he's talking to this bird. Which is the essentially the evolved version of the dinosaur saying like, "Do you know my name, Alan? Alan, can you say my name or whatever he <laughs> says?" So he's trying to get this bird to say his name, and then ten minutes later on the plane we get the Velociraptor saying Alan, and then like they're using the resonating they chamber. That. You're you're making this. You're giving them way too much I don't know. credit. No, I think I think that's what they're. You know, I that's the thing is when you when you see this movie, you're in such shock about all these things. These, you know, whether it's bad camera work or or that that moment with Ellie and Grant that you don't think about all the the work that they put into this movie and there's stuff like that you know throughout like this movie it's not just mm-hmm. you know you know a, a non-stop action movie which it, you know at times it is but there's actually a lot of heart to it and it does have these cool moments where you're like all right this this actually does make a lot of sense so I kind of like that that attribute but that's like a whole you know five minute scene there but um I think that's the most impactful for me well, you know what? When thinking about it, though, I guess if you look at it as a the whole franchise, I'd actually maybe say when Grant and Ellie are talking at the table and he's saying about going back and talking about it and she's like, I can't even think about it. I don't even want to. That was pretty important for the franchise. That was a really good. It felt Jurassic-y. Oh, that yeah. scene when they're talking at the dinner table. So as a franchise, I would say that's a very that's probably the most important pivotal scene of that film for the four films if mm-hmm. you just put them all together um but standalone for the story itself is my billy eggs thing oh yeah for no, that i film. think that i think that definitely works it definitely but changes the, the characters thing, yeah but for yeah. the whole for as a huge as, as looking over the big picture i have to say then the grand ellie scene <laughs> at the table was pretty yeah. good well you know in, in terms of the whole entire franchise yeah i guess it doesn't make it's not maybe the most impactful thing in the world, but as a viewer, you're in complete shock. And that's the moment you're kind of like off the, 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 uh, off the wagon. And you just like, you're, you're almost trying to catch up the rest of the movie. And the movie <laughs> is so fast paced. Exactly. You know, the first time you're just like, I remember I was like, it was 2001 
and you know I'm in high school and I'm like looking forward to seeing this and I was shocked at that moment right there and I was having a hard time catching up so for me it's definitely the most impactful so yeah so uh, I was I was like 10 or 11 when that came out so I didn't even really think about the relationship stuff <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I loved it because there were dinosaurs. Yeah, I guess Mm -hmm. maybe it could go over some people's heads at the time. I was maybe twelve or thirteen, I forget. But um, no, actually, I was in high school, so uh, maybe sixteen, seventeen. I don't know, but somewhere around there. (laughs) I was like in fifth grade. I was in elementary school. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. So I didn't really, I didn't grasp that. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it, that's understandable. Not everybody gets it. And even in the first movie, you don't necessarily, it's not so overt that it's like, they're definitely, I mean, you know they're together, but it's not like super heavy and, 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 you know, you almost don't even realize they're together because there's no like love mode. There's no like, you know, kissing or there's no, yeah. you know, anything like that, intimate moments like that, that would make you believe it almost you you kind of question yeah, it yourself almost i didn't even think actually i didn't even think about that until many 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 years of after watching it like way way not way older but many years after originally watching it when i was really little to even pick up on that like the at the beginning when they're talking about kids and stuff and mm-hmm. i never would have picked up on that early yeah. on and then re-watching it later on I'm like oh whoa wait a minute Whoa! And then you know what? I didn't even pick on pick that up whenever I was ten or eleven watching the third one. So I actually went back and watched the third one after kind of that hitting me. I'm like, whoa! Wait a minute! This is a whole other story arc that I never even knew existed. Yeah, it was, it was a weird weird moment. It's like back, going backwards. Yeah. It, so I think it's pretty impactful for for everybody, but maybe not for the series as a whole. You know, aside from Grant not marrying her or something like that and everybody hating mark mark degler so <laughs> yeah i mean we, we've had so many discussions on that just like two little changes not even significant just mm-hmm. two little things and that movie could have still worked exactly the same way and it just would have put them together and it would have been fine it wouldn't have changed anything no, overall no. no they could have still done the same thing it would have worked in no sense yeah, because yeah. she clearly said at the dinner ta- at that table she's like i don't want to go back i don't want to go back he could have went anyway yeah. And he's like, this is what I could have the same car scene and everything could have been like, well, I'm this is what I do. And she's like, well, I'm staying here. And then he still called her for help. And I mean, it still would have worked. Yeah. Fine. Strange choice. But why don't we move on to uh, Jurassic World? So we're, we're at the end. basically. We, we talked more about the third movie than any of them. And that's like, <laughs> yeah, that speak. is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how how much we'll talk about this one. I don't have a ton to say about Jurassic World, uh, you know, for an impactful scene. But there's definitely some stuff that hit me pretty hard. So, what's your what's your uh, most impactful scene in, in well, this one? I have to say, um, this one is up there with the Flea Circus for me. It really, really changed. This is the reason I even brought up this topic. Let me guess for this, this one. Can I guess we what it is? What, yeah, we all know what this is for me. But go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna say the Apatosaurus scene. Yes. <laughs> everything that's everything that's everything that that defines the movie that speaks a million volumes and it says everything everything about that character everything about the story it shifts the entire perspective of the film i mean you 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 go in with different eyes after that scene mm-hmm. because it totally changes everything it changes the character it changes you it changes the viewer <clears throat> it changes everything that's happening I mean, that's that's the most pivotal – that defines pivotal scene. Like, the Flea Circus was important <clears throat> and kind of pivotal. I mean, yeah, pivotal, but you could still – you still got the movie. This one, this scene where where Claire looks up and there's, like, a tear on her face and she, she understands everything in that moment. She understands what she's doing. She sees – she's touching what – the stuff on the spreadsheet, like she understands the thing on the spreadsheet dies before her and she understands what she did and she understands everything that's happening and everything she has to do, everything has to change. Her entire character perspective shifts. And I mean, as a viewer, you're, you're right there and you're like, oh man, this is, it's different. Everything's going to change. She gets it. She's, I mean, that was the most pivotal scene of that film. We take that scene out and it changes the movie. You take mm-hmm. out the flea circus. Um, it doesn't, change the movie the flea circus enhances it exponentially 
but it doesn't really change it. You still understand who Hammond is, just not as well. But if you take out that Apatosaurus scene, then you will never understand Claire at all. That's very I, important. I totally agree. I, I, I struggled. I, I really wanted to put this scene because of those reasons, because it is the most impactful for the characters in the movie itself. It, it is a complete 180 at that moment, and she she finally realizes what what this park means, actually, and what it means to, you know, understand, you know, are, are the dinosaurs happy? Are, you know, the guests happy? All that stuff. So she finally understands I love how she's means. scared of it at first. She's mm-hmm. she's actually scared of it, and she doesn't know if she should touch it. She doesn't know how close she can get. Oh, well, think about so that. You know, there. everybody likes to to trash Claire because she's so corporate and and the you know the whole heel business. But like, this speaks volumes to that character because she's not used to that. And you'd think after working at you know on this island, I don't know if she specifically worked there for you know the past ten years or not, but. Um, to, to be there for an extended period of time and to not have contact with these dinosaurs and to not know them personally almost in a way, it's weird, right? I mean, you'd think you'd at least have some sort of interface with them and kind of know them a little bit better, be more comfortable with them, uh, especially one that's like well, laying on the ground you like see, that. She knows everything about the dinosaurs. She just doesn't know in person everything about them mm-hmm. but she knows they're i mean that's how she knew to get the t-rex because she knows her dinosaur facts she knows what's True. in her park and she knows what can beat what using these facts but to actually see it there and to actually like have it, it it's like the same thing of this is a weird analogy but like if you're you want to help the poor or something and you just donate all this money blindly like yeah i'm helping the animals and helping the poor whatever but if you actually go to the to the to the homeless or go to the shelters and actually physically experience it and help them and see them. It's not, it's a totally different experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's essentially, like that. yeah. Watching that Sarah McLaughlin commercial with like the saddest, <laughs> like, you know, dogs on the TV and that sad music and you finally get it, you know, at that moment you're like, all right, I got to donate. So it, that's the same thing. Like, but you're, you're still blindly it. donating though, but yeah, if you actually yeah. go there and actually touch them and see them and interact, then it's a whole different perspective and that's exactly what happened mm-hmm. in that scene because i mean she knew her stuff she she knew her her facts she knew her part she knew it extremely well but she never went there she never touched the dinosaurs she never saw them really up close like that without a cage or anything mm-hmm. to the point where she yeah. she didn't even know she should be afraid of it that's amazing and then for her to have that the tear and the realization and everything you, you just see everything change and everything shift and that is the most important in any jurassic film to be perfectly honest that's the most pivotal scene mm. to me for any jurassic film yeah and she becomes like much more tough she becomes that person that everybody's like complaining that she isn't for some reason like she is that person now and she's strong all of a sudden like she's got this um you know I got not revenge, but sort of like this, like goal set for her to, to find these kids and to do everything before she was kind of frantic about it all. But now she's got that drive to get it done, to accomplish things. And she's going to do what it takes. And that's the moment that changes her. Because of that scene, you can't be mad at her. You can't hate her. Like sure. If you did it in the beginning, but because of that scene, you cannot anymore Mm because it changes everything about her and it changes her character changes her perspective i mean you can't that's how pivotal it is i that you can't you're, you're gonna like hammond the whole time and your flea circles will just enhance it but this one is literally character changing yeah i'm not sure there's a lot of moments like that in this franchise i can't really yeah i don't think i can pinpoint many moments where the character shifts so much you know goes from corporate just, to all of a sudden oh like headstrong and ready to go and it's just every little subtle moment, like whenever she's like afraid to touch it, she backs up when it just like moves and it's not going to hurt her or anything. But she just is so she never, never saw it before, never touched it before. And she's she's scared of it. And she's crying and she's everything, every little thing she does. I don't know if that's Bryce or if that's Colin or whatever, but the way that they did that and shot it and every possible movement speaks a different volume. Like it, it's kind of like a, um, 
a seesaw kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like she's so far this way, and then every single movement just moves the moves the, the seesaw the other way a little yeah. bit, and it's just so good. It's so good. It's perfect. It's every way that everything she did and everything, every way they filmed it is just so you understand it in her in her eyes and the dinosaur everything amazing (laughs) amazing yeah you got to give it to the animatronic because if they didn't have that that scene wouldn't have worked as well you know it wouldn't have sold for that character to react to the dinosaur the way it did so you give them give them some credit because you know that was the only one they had and and it worked well you know whether you fully agree with how it looks or not it still worked that's amazing i mean everyone i don't I don't know how you couldn't love that animatronic. That's an amazing <laughs> animatronic. Yeah. Really I've heard amazing. a lot of complaints about the like the eyeball kind of looks. Yeah, it the does. Eye. It, it sort of looks too <sighs> blue, or I think it's blue, right? Like it sort of looks too vibrant in a way, or to me, I don't know. It does sort of look a little goofy at times. And well, that whole movie is uh, kind of pretty vibrant. Yeah, so. yeah, I don't fault it. I don't really care that much about that moment, but uh, I well the eye thing or whatever it is, but. So to me, it's it's sold. Like I believe it. It it's viable for me. So that works. Oh, yeah. But but for me, it's not my most impactful moment. Um, for the movie, definitely the most impactful moment for me personally. Um, I'm taking it to basically the end, and it's the it's the battle between the Rex and the the Irex and the in blue and the other Raptors. Um, it's really specifically that moment where the Indominus is just ripping through the wrecks, throwing her, you know, destroying her, essentially, throwing mm-hmm. her through little buildings, outposts, and whatnot. And she gets to that moment where she screams, like, one last time, and she just uh. basically goes limp. And when I'm in the movie theater at that moment, you know, this is your childhood right here in front of you. Like, I had the toy. I constantly played, re- like, played that moment, essentially. You know, I had other T-Rexes and always had battles with them, and and that red rex always came out on top so it that rex means a lot specifically you know you know uh, being the hero of the first movie and then coming back here and you're you kind of assume like they they're not going to kill this one off they're not going to do anything bad but then it gets to that moment where you almost believe it you really believe it and you see the rex like give up essentially and she kind of like goes limp and just like bounces it's weird it's this whole yeah, floppy aspect the, it's strange the novice, like puts its other foot on it or something mm-hmm. yeah like it, it, it like, head down yeah yeah the indominus just like kind of puts pressure on her and is literally about to take that bite thankfully Blue showed up and, and, then and the saved music, the day like, gets quiet and then she did it a so slow good. run oh my god i love it you know a lot of people <laughs> think that scene's corny with the slow motion no, and, the, and the lost world soundtrack there but like it works so well for me and mostly it's just it's specifically that moment where she goes limp and she gives up and you Mm. think you think to yourself like they're doing it this is happening she's gonna get eaten here and there this is just more reason to to hate this indominus rex and and they're gonna find another way to kill her off i don't know what it is but so much is running through your head at that moment and you assume she's dead and, and that's it and uh, luckily, Blue saves the day, and uh, the Rex comes back and destroys. And you know, Blue is hopping back and forth. It's amazing. There's awesome camera amazing. work. So for me, that's the most impactful moment because throughout all four of these movies, there's probably not. Um, I don't know. Like I said, that that reaction to Ellie and Grant, but but there's a moment where I like nearly almost cried. Like I, I basically had tears in my eyes as this is happening. And then luckily it didn't go there. So it, okay. it, you know, it goes so, back in and you're like, okay, I can breathe. So that's so super is, impactful. This is another one of those franchise, most important moments in this movie for the franchise would be that. But then I'm, again, I'm thinking movie only. So it, it works. Yeah. I see what you're saying because yeah. that clear moment is not a big deal in the franchise. That film though, but that T-Rex well, I think it is. I is think Claire is. Claire's, well, Claire yeah, changes but... the character overall because she's going to be a different person, you know. The same way um, uh, Ian Malcolm is a different person in The Lost World. You know, he's a completely different character. And, well, I guess uh, it's hard to speak because we don't know what's going to happen in the next two films. Well, yeah, <laughs> so I mean, you really have, to, you have to assume she's going to be a different character at this point because of, well, uh, I don't know, just because she went through such a dramatic shift. And... And hey, I mean, Colin's shown pictures of boots, right? So she's gonna have different shoes. Okay, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me just say something on this. Um, 
this is, I don't know if anyone's seen this or read this or listened to this, but there was this really good interview with Bryce. I think, I think it was on the view when she was talking about going over the script and they're, they're meeting for it and they're really focusing on who the characters are. And she was like, cause they always bring up the Hills, right? Always. Yeah, of course. And she was like, and she was like, you know what? I'm thinking about it. I'm, we're, we're working on it. And she's like, I don't want to have this narrative in the back of my head of what should, what she should wear. Cause uh-huh. she was saying about their talking about the boot tweet and all of that. And she's like, yeah, but I really want her to have heels. She's like, I really do. Cause that's who she is. And she's like, I don't, I got to strip all this extra thoughts that people are giving me away and just get, I don't want to lose the character in the narrative kind mm-hmm. of thing. I don't want to yeah. lose who she is within all this, what we should do. And she's like, if, if she's, if I feel she's supposed to wear heels, feels like she should wear heels, I'm going to push for that. And I applaud her so much because she pushed for it in the first film and I got all this backlash. And you know what? If she pushes for it again and she has heels and it's going to get backlash, so what for them? Because she's staying true to her character and she's like trying to block out all the extra thoughts because it's like, ha ha, yeah, boots, boots, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, wait a minute, wait, we're getting, we're losing her. <laughs> she's like, we're, we're losing her in this narrative. And I love that interview and her speaking about that because it's always been a joke, like the whole time, mm-hmm. the whole two years. It's always like, oh, ha ha, yeah, running and ha ha. Oh, it's got to be so annoying, honestly, like to be yes. her and to have to deal with that constantly. It's so annoying hearing it. Yeah, but, but, you know, um, she she's definitely going to change, but I, I for sure can see her still, you know, it's, look, we're talking about shoes. It's not that big of a debate, you know? You can wear different kinds of shoes. I have boots, and I have sneakers, and I have, mm-hmm. you know, f- fancy work shoes. So you wear them in the right situations, and that's all it comes down to. Right, and so, I mean, you don't know what yeah. your day is going to be, so. <laughs> I know, but she didn't plan to run around the jungle, that's right. for sure, I mean. Which is her argument all the time because yeah. she's like, no, she was supposed to be in that staying, staying true. And even I love, I love hearing her say she, they don't want to lose. She's specifically going back and ignoring people and all the media. And she's like, no, I gotta understand who this is and would she wear heels? Would she not? And she's like, if she, I feel she should, I'm gonna fight for that. And I'm like, yes, right, do it, please. Mm-hmm. Wear the heels. Forget everybody else. Stay true to the character, please. Well, I'm gonna bet. Boots are fine, but. Not gonna, the whole time. We're going to meet up and we're going to do this episode again in 2018. And my bet is that the most impactful scene of Jurassic World 2 is going to be the first time we see what shoes she's wearing. And oh from God. that moment I, on, it's going to make – not stupid. It's going to make a big it, difference. I hate that it, like, blew up to this. <laughs> I know. It really Honestly, it, it's such a waste of time to even talk about it. So let's move on. Actually, we don't have anything to move on to. That's the end. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh man, now I'm like all riled up on it. I know. Sorry. Like, yeah. Yes, yes. I love you for uh, doing that. Yes. Fight <laughs> for it. All right. We'll bring it back. My favorite scene or my most impactful scene is the Rex almost dying. That brings good me to scene. tears. And, oh, uh, good yeah. And yours works perfectly as well. So mm-hmm. um, I want to open it up, I guess, to everybody else out there listening. So if you have a, a favorite scene or an, not not favorite scene, but the most impactful scene, most pivotal scene, what do you think it is? Do you think it's character related? Is it related to you personally? Obviously, you just send us in some uh, some some answers there. So you can email them to uh, JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. You can call our voicemail line. You can do anything. Hit us up on Twitter, anywhere. Um, let us know because... I think this this could change for everybody. And like you said, I think earlier on, it, it really could be different for each individual person. Mm-hmm. All right, so before we get out of here, where can people find you? Oh, um, you could find me at Jennifer underscore Lynn 89 and at the Bryce Dallas Howard Network, which is at BDH Network, and the website BryceDallasHoward.co. And lots of fun things are coming there, like possibly a domain change and some interviews and some cool things. And Bryce is always active through that. And so always building up on that and lots of hard work goes into it. So if you like Bryce or are in- interested in anything like that, head over, give us a follow, YouTube, subscribe. Lots of hard work goes into that. So appreciate any support from anyone out there. And that's basically my life's work, what I do 24-7. I'm always there. Yes. Bye. <laughs>
But yeah, that, that's pretty much where you can find me. That's I had to think about my regular Twitter name because I'm not usually there. I'm usually at CGH Network 24-7. Yeah, so. you're really committed, so you got to give it up for that. Big dreams require big work. So, thank you, you know, for joining me here on, on this lovely Site B. I mean, it was a nice day. The sun's out, at least, and uh, no dinosaurs have, have come up behind me, at least, so that's Not good. yet. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess let's head out of here before it gets uh, too dark and there's too many dinosaurs. Sounds good. Always fun. Make sure to visit JurassicParkPodcast.com to find all our past episodes, brand new news articles, information on how to contact us, and much more. It's a great source for everything related to the podcast, and of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to JurassicParkPodcast.com and help us build a great community. Anybody hear that? Thanks for listening to the 93rd episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, a huge thanks to Jen for joining me on the island again this week. I had a blast talking about the most impactful scenes, and hopefully you all thought about your own. Definitely got to let us know what yours were. I'm so glad to have Jen here as a regular, and I can't wait to get her back again sometime soon here on the podcast. Don't forget about the promo code that we're running with the Franklin Institute for Jurassic World The Exhibition. Enter the code J-W-G-E-N-E-R to get $5 off daytime adult admission tickets. Head to our website for a direct link and for more information on the promo code. Don't forget to share that code with your friends and family. Tell them where you got it and let us know when you use it. If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast. And our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via iTunes, Google Play, Podomatic, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or a great review wherever you listen to the podcast. It will seriously help out our rankings and make it easier for fans like you to find us. We're usually spotted commenting on the Jurassic Park subreddit as Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to check out JurassicParkPodcast.com for all the links you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, comments, or if you want to debut a segment of your own, send them to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or you can submit questions directly on our website contact form. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail line a call and leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.